Blog Talk Radio. Okay, just tell three people around you, tell them, I got a word for you. Tell them he's able. Oh, 
I'm feeling on it for somebody right here. Lift it. Come on. I feel you. He won't give up on you. He's never failed you yet. Amen, amen, amen. What a powerful, powerful, powerful song. I remember one night at work. It's not no one night, many nights. I played that song over and over and over. I, I probably played it, I don't know, 20 times straight just working. Just as I work in the background, sometimes I turn up, sometimes I turn down, but it'll be in the background just letting it play. Very encouraging song. Don't give up on Yah, or God, because he won't give up on you. As y'all know, or you should know, a lot of times he's the only thing working for us. No, really, we're doing stuff to hinder us, hold us back. And he's the only power working on our behalf. So we're trying to sabotage our life with bad decisions. Of course, we love ourselves. Of course, everyone do. But we don't always know what's best with us, brothers and sisters. And we are sabotaging, sabotaging our own lives. Ain't that something? I remember one time I was... uh, Father was, I don't know, one of those prayer times. I always get a lot when I 
having the prayer times, and that's why um, you and I need to continue to have those prayer times because it's when the Father really speaks with us, when we're in this word, when we're quiet somewhere. But I remember thinking about my enemies, brothers and sisters. And guess what? I begin to see a, a line, a long line of people that was considered my enemies. Can you imagine what that would do to you emotionally to see every single person in the line that ever, ever harmed you? Well, that's what the Father was showing me. And I remember going through the line saying, oh, there's that person that did this. Oh, there's that person that tried to with, with uh, uh, hold me from getting a raise. And there's that person that did something to my property. And there's that person. And there's that person. It's this woman that hurt me. And this is this even family members. You know, there's the enemy. There's there. That was once my enemy. Probably not now. Everybody in line should be forgiven, no doubt, at this point. But nevertheless, the Father was showing me these enemies. Now watch this, brothers and sisters. In the line, I noticed a person I was very familiar with. And guess who it was? The person was myself. I'll never forget that day vision. I call it day vision because I'm not asleep. And and I'm seeing something. I'm not tangibly seeing, I mean, but more spiritual. I'm just imagining and, and I think that's the Father dealing with me. That's, at least that's how he dealt with, deal with me from time to time. Many powerful revelations I've gotten that way. So I was startled to see myself. And the Father began to show me we are our biggest enemies, brothers and sisters. It's not an outsider. It's we. I said it's we. Think about it. Talk about white supremacy like we're going to talk about tonight and other things, uh, brothers and sisters, no. It starts with ourselves. And then whoever that you love or you're the closest to, they're enemies number two. Then you go outside, to the outside. It's crazy. Anyway, the song, He's Able by Dietrich Haddon. Dietrich Haddon. Powerful song, and I love how he's singing. You know, he's got his own style. Anyway, let's get this show going tonight. Again, you tune to the Five Swing Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth, and I want to thank you for your time. We have a surprise topic tonight. That was a surprise. Surprise topic tonight, brothers and sisters. Well, what's that topic? Well, I'll get into that in a minute. It shouldn't be a surprise because it's Tuesday. But how we're going to do the show is definitely a surprise. So, tonight, right here on the Fire and Stone Network, we'll be, uh, again, a surprise um, topic. It will be dealing with the book. and uh, But again, how I do the show a little, be a little bit different. Okay, and uh, we're going to do something different with the book. But anyway, I keep trying to get into it. You see that? Well, brothers and sisters, I want to remind everybody that we have over 500 shows with many different guests. Uh, uh, we have had guests over the years. Uh, we've interviewed people over the years. We've had 
several co-hosts over the years, and you're just cheating yourself by not simply Googling Five Smooth Stone Blog Talk Radio and getting into uh, our, 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 yeah, getting into those um, shows and, and and really gleaning from the wisdom because we always pour our into these shows and we're always looking for the most high as we are tonight and so you're cheating yourself brothers and sisters don't just listen to these shows at your leisure this is not we're not playing this is not this is not like listening to sports or something these are people co-hosts especially brother Seth definitely seeking the father every single episode as to what is to be shared with the people and then he goes for I go for what I feel the Father is saying. Do I get it right all the time? Probably not. But I'll tell you one thing I get right, and that is my heart. Because I'm always, always trying to really be a blessing to people. Why? Because I believe if I do that, the Father will bless me. I really believe that. And these days, it's even more serious. For many reasons, I won't get into. I would try to share that one time and got misunderstood, so I don't share it to all my business anymore. But I'm really trying my best to uh, 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 walk in love like we have since 2011 when we first started doing shows. If I was criticized way back then for loving for, 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 for loving the white man too much, I've always been told you kind on your show. I mean, there's times when we I'm here with co-hosts, y'all, y'all, if you've been listening at the, the time, but even in those encounters, I've always tried to, to show love and, and to be part, uh, I'm partial, and I uh, don't mean I always get it right, though, but brothers and sisters, we are trying our best to uplift our people, Israel first, and then the rest of the world in that order. We love every single one of you. And like we say so often, there's nothing you can do about it. This show, if nothing else, if I don't get nothing else over in doing these over 500 blogs, I want you to know that Brother Seth love you. How you love me, you don't know me, because I love humanity. There is nothing, play our theme song again, because this is very important. There is nothing you can do, brothers and sisters, that get Brother Seth to hate you. All right, there's nothing you can do because I recognize where hate come from, uh, lies, ignorance, and deception, evil spirits, and I will not put that on humanity. So I love humanity, and I hate what's evil. All right, so uh, I've tried my best. I was saying to just share, show love to the co-host from Jump. All right, from be fair from Jump, or else they wouldn't be with me this long. Okay, nobody's going to take abuse long, but they stay because I think they know my heart. And I will continue to spread love on this show uh, towards you, the listeners, as well as the co-hosts, uh, as long as we're doing blogs. So, brothers and sisters, I don't know why I have to go down that road, but I have to go down that road. Because <laughs> I think it's important these days people know, let me say it like this, some people, there's a saying that says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care and that's that's a like a motto of mine 
All right. So let's do this. Let's go ahead and uh, play our little uh, our little. Uh, we have created some audios to help us with this show, and uh, one it's a very informative show, especially to those of you that are new. And we'll be right back again tonight. What do you have? You have brothers and sisters. A surprise. Uh, topics coming your way. Okay, we're going to get into that. Yes, it's going to be about the book. But how we're going to do the show will be a little bit different than we normally do. That will be the surprise. Anytime we do shows, uh, we 
get these little reminders sent with all types of details of what's going on on the next show sent to you. Enjoy the rest of the show, and thank you for tuning into the Five Star Soul Network. Hello. <laughs> Are you a podcaster, YouTuber, lecturer, public speaker, or pastor? Did you know that having your audio transcribed has a panoply of benefits? Transcriptions help you create merchandise, improve your search engine optimization, grow your listenership, viewership, readership, and protect your content from potential shadow banning. If you would like more information, please contact Yoel the scribe at yoelbenyisrael.com. That's Y-O-E-L-B-E-N-Y-I-S-R-A-E-L.com. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Shalom. Father, 
In your son's name We ask that you will Reveal to us your heart In the matters spoken tonight And Father we ask A special blessing upon the listeners That if they're suffering with pain Discomfort in their bodies Where they can't hear you We ask that you will rebuke And we rebuke The enemy In Christ's name Spirit of sickness and infirmity And we even speak to bodies And command These bodies receive Peace These bodies will Receive healing In Yeshua's name In Jesus name All these things we ask As a body On this broadcast tonight And if you agree with that prayer, just say, so be it under your breath. Shake your head. Do something to say, I'm in agreement. Because there is power in agreement, brothers and sisters. We have got to believe the scriptures. Well, brothers and sisters, let's get into it, the surprise. Again, we're talking about the book, but the, what, the, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to invite more interaction from um, you, the listener, or even co-host. So, Brother Seth, it's only going to go 10 minutes, and whoever's in the house get the opportunity to go 10 minutes. Um, right now, I see Brother Kenwin, uh, a.k.a. Brother Micah, in the house, and um, I don't see Brother Purcell yet, but if he or anybody else joins us, they will be privy to those uh 10 minutes uh, after I go 10 minutes uninterrupted. So I'll put myself on a timer, then I'll put them on a timer. I'll put myself on a timer. We'll just do 10, 10, 10 to the show is up. If you are listening online and you hear something that piques your interest, feel free to call the phone number there in front of you, 914-205-5590, and you can be joining the conversation. Brothers and sisters, I want to start off by reading uh, um, the dedication of the book. Again, the name of this book, is the systemic lies of white supremacy or our world's ruling religion. Actually, I have considered making a slight change to that name. Again, we're writing the book as we go, so when I make changes, you actually get to hear it. So it's a slight change. This is the systemic lies of white supremacy, colon, our world's ruling religion. Sounded the same, didn't I tell you? Just a slight change. Again, the systemic lives of white supremacy, our world's ruling religion. Because, brothers and sisters, these systems, these routine, these pattern of lies that are put before us over and over and over and over has seduced the world, has, has brainwashed the world, has put the world under a spell, and that has called billions I no longer think it's millions. I think it's billions uh, uh, to succumb to this lie, to this germ, to this poison we call white supremacy. And so it goes on to say, again, our world's ruling religion. One more time, the systemic lies of white supremacy, our world's ruling religion. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to start the timer right now. When the timer goes off, we're going to bring on these brothers, and they can, they can actually... This is one of those nights where you can be critical if you want to be critical, and it's okay. 
If you're listening, you've been wanting to tell Brother Seth off about this book, Tonight is the Night. I'm open to criticism tonight. It is okay because Brother Seth don't know it all. Uh, uh, the Bible says there is a way to send it right unto a man, but the end thereof is destruction. I don't want to be that man. I said I don't want to be that man. I'm very open because I don't know it all, and I'm open. As sure as I think I am about this book, I'm open. Of course, I'm going to consult the Holy Spirit, and then what I feel in my spirit, that the Holy Spirit and the Most High is saying, that is the way I'm going. But I've learned something in this world. You can think you know something. I don't care what age you are. I'm puzzled at how young people think when they talk to even older people that's been researching the same thing, they could be so... I mean, I mean, still be confident, but but when you get people that's been studying something, just listen to them a little longer. And those young people that do that, I applaud them. That, that's just straight up wisdom. So let's start the timer. Okay, ten minute timer going off now. I want to go ahead and read the dedication because I want to get a lot of info. These brothers come on and uh, either compliment or or give constructive criticism. So again, the name of the book. One more time, The Systemic Lies of White Supremacy, Our World's Rule and Religion. The, first, we have the dedication in the book. Then we have how to read this book. Then we have the need to know. Then we have working definition. And then we have acknowledgement. Then we have a forward. Then I ask a pref, uh, uh, in the preface. Then comes the preface. And in the preface, I ask a serious question for you to read it. And I'm going to try to cover all this tonight, but I'm going to go fast just to give you all a very short version. So after the preface, which is a serious question I ask all the readers, I talk about in the introduction, which is next, a giant spotted. And I talk about how this giant is unmatched in strength, and he is not challenging. That is white supremacy. It goes on in Chapter 1 to talk about what this work is, what this work is not, and the mechanics of white supremacy, simply how it works. Chapter 2, Proof of Clear and Present Danger, which is the Expo 30, which proves that in every tiny area of life where there's any kind of communication, there is white supremacy. End of story. So Chapter 2 is really designed for those who think that the playing field is level and the why you black folks are talking about racism, or if you think that black people are not participating in white supremacy, that is going to be the chapter for you. Again, it's called Proof of Clear and Present Danger, the Expo 30. And if you co-host, I'm going to ask y'all, because I'm going to ask y'all to get pen and pencils, because y'all going to hear some things, and you're going to forget if you start trying to, when I bring you on the line, trying to remember, write it down. I never do a show without a pencil cup pencil and paper. I have never done in all the 500 shows every single show I've had a pencil and paper because some people say stuff and I want to write it down or I think of something so please uh, and you the listeners, ditto. Alright? Chapter 3. Institutional racism. What do you mean institutional racism? We're talking about racism. White supremacy slash black inferiority because it's the same coin. One side defines the other. But institutional racism or white supremacy, black inferiority, doctrines in the church, in formal education, as colleges and educate, uh, that's, uh, excuse me, elementary, middle school, high school, colleges, all right? And then in culture, institutional racism in culture, in media, et cetera. That's chapter three. Then chapter four, 
so-called whites as victims of white supremacy. How can whites be victims of white supremacy? They're the one profiting. Oh, no, 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 no. Brother Seth and the Holy Spirit, more important, the Holy Spirit through Brother Seth will show you that white people probably suffer the most because they're spirits and they ain't stupid and they know it's, it's evil and they know they're a part of it and they know every day they're wearing something like a garment, which is that white skin that is getting, getting them white privilege and there is a guilt that come along with that. Do not think they don't feel that guilt. So there's many setbacks and pain for, yes, whites who are also victims of white supremacy. But then chapter 5, moving on, moving along, is foreigners as victims of white supremacy doctrines. Foreigners probably is the worst racist because at least with blacks and whites, we're fighting it out. When we do see it, we fight them. Foreigners, on the other hand, they come over thinking this is heaven and they trust the white man over anybody else. They, when they go into their process of becoming an American, I hear racist things they're told about African Americans when they first come over here. And then they're spoon feed how to see us in their country through this same white supremacy via their media. Oftentimes, you can go to any country in the world, if they have a TV or radio, any kind of communication with the outside world, you have brothers and sisters, white supremacy, and so-called black people is not presented right, those media outlets. So they come over here looking at us just as if they are white people, ignorant white people, I might add. Uh, but let's say it like this, because that was actually wrong how I put that. Y'all hear how I, how I just slipped? They don't come over here looking at us like white people. They come over us, come over here looking at individuals full of white supremacy, which can be whites or blacks, because some black people look at us the same exact way. Y'all going to get that from Brother Seth sooner or later. And by the way, brothers and sisters, tonight's show is not transcribed, so none of tonight's show will be in the book. This is just us going back and forth about the book, all right? That's chapter 5. Again, foreigners as victims of white supremacy doctrines. Oh, my God. In chapter 6, I left us for last. So-called blacks, so-called, no such thing as a, a grouping of people based upon color, but if I say anything else, y'all ain't going to know what I'm talking about. So, so-called blacks as victims of white supremacy doctrines. I put us last because everybody knows how we uh, are, are victims of white supremacy but those other groups you don't know. But there is going to be some things I talk about in this book that still some of y'all don't uh, uh, know, perhaps, and have never heard, perhaps. Okay, again, some areas where we are victimized that you probably never thought of. Again, the Father gave this revelation to me, brothers and sisters. It's not but something Brother Seth concocted on his own. This white supremacy is... Again, it's a philosophy that so-called whites are superior in any way, any doctrine in your head that say, well, you know, white people, they ain't going to do it like that. They're going to they gonna have it together. They, 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 you know, white people, they're going to do this. White people, they're going to do that. Just because they're white, that's white supremacy. Well, you know, white people have it together. Well, if they do have it together, or if, you, if you're presenting it in a way, that whites are doing something that others can't do, that's white supremacy. 
Now, of course, if white people go to school, go get an education, they're going to be smarter. I'm not stupid, brothers and sisters. Let's not be crazy with this. Don't misunderstand your brother tonight. I'm talking about people that think white people are just better at doing anything. They are not better at doing anything. I heard you say, well, you know, you go in the white neighborhoods, it's going to be clean, it's going to be that. And I don't care what you say. I don't want the black neighborhoods. And, and it's just, okay, think about what you're saying. Okay, go to Atlanta, that's all black. The whole, go to, or mostly black. Or go to Detroit where it's mostly black. I'm talking about the nice neighborhoods in Detroit. How are black people able to have nice neighborhoods in Detroit if we just inherently unclean? Just always going to be niggas, so to speak. That's how some of y'all think. I'm just going to use that language. That's how some of y'all think. Some of y'all think we just can't keep it clean like the white people. And you don't know that a lot of the, the people that do the cleaning, the cleanup companies, when they come through white neighborhoods, they know they better not leave any trash because they can lose their job. Those people are powerful. They're afraid of them. Whereas in the neighborhood, in the hood, they will leave trash. They will do certain things because they know anybody's going to make them cry. It's like over here where we live. I live in the Eulis, And um, when I would, it's two different Walmarts I visit. One of the Walmarts is heavily Hispanic and blacks and one of the Walmarts which is closely where I live is is heavily white. I, I used to live in the other near the other Walmart. Now I live to this Walmart that was always our favorite. When I go in this Walmart by us, it's like night and day. All kinds of lines open, uh plenty cashiers, there's not a wait. Whenever I go to the Hispanic or the black so called Walmart, it is extremely different. And I think that's why Walmart might be bigger. And they'll have two lines open, two cashiers, the self-check. And, I mean, it's like everywhere I go, I see that. And I'm saying, Arlene and I talk about it all the time, or we used to. She's tired of talking about it, to be honest. So, brothers and sisters, it's our value. we just not valued by the people that run the Walmart, by the people that are working in the Walmart, and the, by the customers themselves. White supremacy is real. That's on a very small, small scale. But on a larger scale, where it has to do with policy, uh, as the scriptures talk about when Israel go into captivity, how that those that rule over them will afflict them by their policy. I probably should look that scripture up again. Scripture talks about those that rule over Israel will afflict them by their policy. I think the word policy is on the Bible that one time. Drinking some good tea, so if y'all hear a break, just know that's all it is. Well, guess what? There goes the timer. Good night. I didn't read none of the book. Well, let's do this. I want to read just a little bit. Co-host, just bear with me. I got to read some, y'all. I just had those doodles for a minute. Let's read the dedication. This work is first dedicated to Yahweh. God of Israel, who had mercy on me in my ignorance and gave me the revelation of this giant. He also gave me five smooth stones to bring down this giant in areas of my life and in the lives of thousands already via blogging. One more time. He also gave me five smooth stones to bring down this giant in areas of my life and in the lives of thousands already via blogging. 
so easy. And I went on to say, with more to come, there's more going to be blessed by this. I went on to say, I dedicate this book to my village, starting with my wife, Arlene, and the children we've raised, Kenny, Josiah, Lydia, as well as their children and their children for a thousand generations, as you speak of in Exodus 20 and 6. I also want to give this book to people who see how it is. I also want to give this book to people who see how important it is to stand up for the truth against the false religion of white supremacy. And it is no doubt a religion. Let's go to the phone lines. Okay, we'll go to Brother Kenwin first. I think he was in the house first. Eric code 903279. Brother Kenwin, uh, I should say Brother Michael, your line is open. Welcome to the show, Brother. Say hello to the people. All right, all right. Shalom, shalom, Brother. Good to be in. Uh, I've seen the uh, the ad that uh, you was airing tonight, a surprise, and I uh, wanted to come check you out, brother. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. I look forward to hearing what you got to say. I'm going to put you guys on the timer. We'll go 10-10, back and forth. Going to Cincinnati, we'll take a bus or a plane up to Cincinnati and uh, hear from my brother Purcell. Purcell. Brother Purcell, are you there? I'm here, my brother. Well, go ahead and say hello to the people. Welcome. Shalom, shalom, my brother. (laughs) 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 Yeah, y'all weren't ready, was you? (laughs) No, I wasn't. (laughs) You weren't ready, bro. (laughs) It's all right. Hey. Oh, sorry, man. Hey. Uh, it's your boy, Ambassador Purcell and Del Porsche, all the way out here in Cincinnati, Ohio, representing Salt Life Kingdom Ministries, where we believe in bringing the saltiness back to the believer through rightly dividing the word of truth and kingdom principles. Man, Seth, uh, I'll tell you what, man. I'm so glad that you uh, invited me on. I really appreciate the five smooth stones. I appreciate waking up Israel, Brother Micah, and Mama. We don't want to forget Mama. (laughs) And Mama, right. Yes, sir. Yes, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate um, your vision. You know, I appreciate you guys stepping out on faith and Impacting, impacting the nation uh, with your truth. I appreciate that. Um, and I appreciate me uh, you allowing me to be a part of that as well. So this whole white supremacy thing, Seth, is uh, uh, it's much larger um, and much more impactful than what I ever thought of before I met you. You know, I. Of course, you know, I'm black in America, so I'm not completely, I wasn't completely oblivious uh, to the fact of what is going on with this white supremacy thing. But I did actually take a long, hard look or be able to recognize it like I am now because of our relationship and your wisdom in this area. So for that also, I want to say 
Um, thank you, my brother. Um, um, as far as this this thing goes, um, it, it's it's really bad. I mean, it's no really no other way to put it. Um, and it's interesting that uh, you've collaborated with Wake Up Israel because because of our sleep. Um, we miss it. We we very easily miss it, you know. Because one thing I realized about white supremacy is the fact that it is like the Bible said about the serpent. It's very subtle. It's not huh. subtle. It's not subtle. It's very subtle, you know, in some areas. So if you're not uh, dialed in. Oftentimes you'll miss it. Kind of like um, you all may have heard this before, but it's kind of like when uh, it was kind of what's what am I trying to say? When it was still kind of on the kind of on the fence, if you will, and you'd be talking to white people, and they would be insulting you. And you didn't realize it until you got home and you thought about it. You said, wait a minute. Did that dude say to me, that's how subtle, that explains subtle. Yes. Right there. And that's kind of how white supremacy is. Now, in some areas, probably like Texas, it's in your face or Atlanta or Georgia, somewhere like that. Mississippi, it's in your face, you know, so you ain't even got to try to figure it out or decipher through. It's in your face. But the interesting thing about that is I've heard my older uh, uh, ancestors saying stuff like, uh, I don't know if ancestors is a good word, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, You've heard them say, well, you respect them. You respect them more. You know, if they if they if they let you know where where they stand right out the gate, you ain't even gotta. You know, if they gonna call you a nigga to your face, you know, you respect that better than you know them acting like you know y'all goody two shoes and they good with you. And then next thing you know, they done stabbed you in the back. You know, and and I actually agree with that sentiment. I agree with that sentiment. You gonna call me a nigga to my face? Okay, now I know where you stand. I know exactly where you stand. Now our next meeting probably not gonna be so amiable. You know, I'm probably gonna punch you in the face next time, or I'm not. Or I'm not gonna be. You know. Well, Priscilla, you know what? That is Look, I truly. I want just just interject and keep going. Quick interjection. Keep going. Go ahead. Go ahead. That is I'm racism. That is racist. What'd you say? I said. I said. I'm just acting silly. I said. I'm. I'm on here talking about. I'm the ambassador, and then talking about punching somebody in the face. No, no, we know. I'm we get your spirit. <laughs> we see the spirit behind what you're saying, brother. But listen, yeah. I always look for the spirit, man, and not so much the letter. I look for the spirit. Where are you going? What are you really meaning? 
because we can always understand the black and white. We just do. That's all there is. That's where I'm at these days. We misunderstand the black and white, bro. So this is what I want to put on and I want you to finish. Mm -hmm. The blatant racism, I want to cover that for sure. Because nobody ain't going to listen to me at all, ain't going to be interested in the book at all, unless they know what you just said. So they want them to know about that. But I'm trying to go a little deeper even. I want to attack the white supremacy, black inferiority teachings in good people. As a matter of fact, I want us brothers and sisters to forget about those kind of racist per se are the same, but they are racist, and that's why y'all are listening, some of y'all, because you know about those people per se are the same. So per se, I appreciate them bringing it up. I'm glad I thought to say this. My goodness, that was so. The racist, the obvious racism in the South. I want to talk more about the first racism per se. Said these get home and and these they insult me. I want to hit that, but even not so much that. Y'all watch what I'm saying. I want to talk about white supremacy, and we don't never see it. I mean, we don't never see it. Yeah. Like, here's one. Here's one. Why do we call beauty what we call beauty? I mean... When we pick a wife, let me just tell you why I pick my wife. If you take Arlene and shade her white, she looks like a typical white woman. I want y'all to listen to me tonight. Arlene has small lips, high cheekbones, and she carries... Arlene... I picked her because she had more white features. I'm very serious. Now, some of you say, well, my wife don't have white features. But let's get honest. If you can have who you wanted, now, of course, I realize there's nothing wrong with black women like all they have to be married to now. They, you don't want to miss you. They got to be married to, so they probably feel like, I don't care how long as I'm picked. So, it's okay that I picked her. She's a great woman. She have other characteristics, blah, blah, blah. She's a good She's a woman of God. She got a whole lot of characteristics. But I'm being honest. If you look at my girlfriends over the years, now some of them were African features and they didn't have European features. So it's just I like them for other reasons. It's not just it's the only thing I look at. It's just their lips and all that. But what I'm trying to say to you is we are oppressing our own people. Now, a lot of brothers are with women because that's all that was around them. I mean, they picked the best of what they felt was the best. But what I'm trying to say is, why is it when we become wealthy, when the sky's the limit, when all the women are coming at us, good, I mean, I mean, how can I say all of them good, uh, uh, attractive, what we call attractive, what we call not attractive, what we're attracted to, what we're less attracted to, dark skin, light skin, in between, paperback color, Brown bag color. I mean, everything coming up. Freckles. White girls with freckles. White girls that's, that got the butt like the black woman. Black white woman is flat butt. Dark skin, tall. Why is it when we get 
when it opens up and we become wealthy, why do black men choose white women? If they know their family ain't going to give them a hard time and their friends ain't going to give them a hard time, I believe most black men would choose white women. They don't, they're not going to even say they choose white They're not going to be acting like, oh, I got me a snow, whatever, snow bunny or whatever they call them. They're not going to say that. They're going to expect you to expect their wife, to respect their wife. What I'm trying to say to y'all is, deep inside, I will argue in a court of law, and this is y'all's 10 minutes, i got to back up. I just believe, brothers and sisters, we are white men. In our minds, in our minds, and I can argue, I can prove it. I can, I can make more sense than two brothers like, y'all, nigga, yeah. No, no, that's subculture. That's a culture birthed out of pain. If you just look at the way we deal with each other, if you just, if just changes, entertain my folly for a minute. Just entertain me. Get how we really look at each other. Why is it we get so angry with each other, like in a flash? We have the same, oh, my God, help me, Lord, help me, Father. Listen, if you can kill your brother, I can meet you right now. I can meet a black guy right now, strangers, and we can be kicking it. He can say something about my mama, and I will want to kill him. A white guy, two white guys meet each other, talk, they're friends. One of them say something about the other one, mother or whatever. They don't want to kill him. They might even fight him. Come on, motherfucker, and they fight each other. They'll try to kill each other. No, they don't. Unless there's poor whites. Poor whites out of the equation. Let's keep poor blacks out of the equation. I'm talking about self-hate, y'all, that we have as a people. We blogging, right? We boys, right? I'm saying things, Purcell saying things. Why does I get challenged more than if a white guy come on here and say something? These are my boys. We we love each other. Why is it the white man come on, we believe in more what he say? I'm trying to tell y'all a pattern. Now, then this is deep. The black man that hate the white man. I used to think that dad goes a brother right there. He ain't giving them crackers. No, ooh, he let them have it. Look at Kaleem Muhammad. Look, you know. <laughs> All right. Now, Kaleem Muhammad is an exception to the rule because I do believe he see black people a little healthier than most of us because he's a very educated man. And keep in mind, Brother Seth, Brother Purcell, we are um, different. Because we're we're learned men, we're learning, so it may not be on us as strong as others, but I still see it. I still see it. Now, I'm gonna say this. Or should I say this? Good night. Watch this. I'm gonna use Brother John because y'all know that I love Brother John, and y'all know that he is an area's been a lot brighter than I was, smarter than I was. Brother John has laid laid some things out. He always schooled us in some things. So there's no slight to Brother John. I mean, Purcell, I'm probably used to the King went to tonight. So I'm going to show you how brothers still have this white supremacy. And I'm going to use Brother Seth. 
myself. Let me show y'all how learned we are. I'm going to show y'all white supremacy. I was doing the Expo 30 one day. Y'all was on the show, I'm pretty sure. Brother John said these words. Brother said, I think you should, uh, how do you word it? He said, something to the fact you should add more to your presentation. God, what did Brother John say? But I brought it out at that moment, and, and he, he, he was, you know, <laughs> But my point is, he said, you, can, you need to add more scholarly. Now, so what he meant was, my word ain't good enough. So I got to go and find others to comment. He meant, if I would have quoted, you know, University of Texas says this, or University of Tennessee put out a study. Right. He, that's what he called a scholarly work. No, listen to me. I am the scholar. Yeah. Now, let me say it another way. I am the damn scholar. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> now listen. I am the authority. There is no other because I am taught of the Lord. What yeah. what, what, what you going to come back with? The Lord really taught me. That's the question. Did he really teach me? If he gave it to me, there is no University of Cincinnati I need to put on my footnotes in my book. I am the authority. It stops here. Mm-hmm. If John the Baptist came on the line, okay, let me open the phone line. Okay, we have a number unlisted. Go ahead. This is John the Baptist, and I just want to say, Seth, uh, if he says something different than what I'm saying, I'm going to say, John, no, bro, you off. That is not what the Most High said. Go back and check with the Most High. He gonna tell you what I'm saying, John. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm John. I know you, John the Baptist, but John, listen to what I'm saying. You didn't hear the Spirit on that. Go back. If David was on line four, okay, let's open up line four. Okay, uh, hi, who is this, David? Is, is you, oh, you. Okay, all right. Hey, welcome to the show. I take back seat to nobody. I'm serious. Because who told me? Now, if John the Baptist told me something, and somebody came on the line and said, well, I don't know if that's true, I would have to say, well, why do you disagree? And who are you? Well, I'm King David. Oh, John, hey, King David's saying different. Now we go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, because this is men talking, hopefully inspired. But now if the most high tell me something, person that can change me or shut me down or make me to calm down is he come back and say i know i've told you this but now i'm telling you this that is the only person right. i have no equals you sound unteachable you sound hardy brothers and sisters that's how we're supposed to be if we heard from the father that's why I told Brother Kenwin, stop apologizing. Right, right. But if you feel right. like what you're saying is of God, it don't matter if we're seven, eight years old. Well, how you doing, young man? <laughs> well, we got Brother Mike on the line, and he's No, it doesn't matter. Brother, if you feel the Spirit, stand boldly. Be nice. Be kind. Mm-hmm. Have temperance mm-hmm. and patience like your mother and like you already are is but my god 
We them people, man. I say God showed me we are white men. That don't mean you just swallow what I say because I say God said, but it means don't show, listen. Yeah, yeah. If a white man from University of well, we have a, okay, we have a line six. We got a, okay, go ahead, Professor So-and-so. Hi, everyone. <laughs> How are you guys doing? <laughs> well, I, I, I was, no, brother, shut up. You got people the most high speaking that if we don't know something, you can come on the line. I, I, I. In. Mm-hmm. But I mean, mm-hmm. man, I don't want the 24 countries. I done stood in Israel looking at those hills saying, Father, how was it back in the day? Trying to envision black people coming up and down those mountains. I done stood on the mountain with the Israelites in Demona praying while the rest of Israel was asleep. We up on the mountain at 6 o'clock in the morning, all these black folks. I said, this is it. Golly. This is that look, bro. Look at us. Singing Mele Hakavod. Wow. I think the to nobody. Doesn't mean I'm right. Not necessarily. But I mean, my God. Now, there's some things I don't know. But on this, go y'all a 10 minutes. So I'm going to give y'all a fresh 10 minutes because it's just Brother John and me no harm again. I I sometimes say things to Arlene and say, Arlene and I got this thing. When we see white supremacy, we stop. And she said, what you just said, that was white supremacy. She said, now, if I was a white woman, you wouldn't have said that. I said, you're right. And I'll check her. When I first met her, we went bowling one time, and I was teaching about this victims, and she accidentally typed in. Now, she did on purpose a joke in the bowling. You know how you put your name on the bowling lane? And she typed in victim of white supremacy because I said something stupid. And it was just up there blinking, victim of white supremacy, everybody walking by. I mean, we've been talking about this for a long time. We are white people, brothers and sisters. We are white people. I don't care what you say. We're white people. Yo, my nigga, we white people. Man, I will bust your head. We are white people. Hey, what's going on, my nigga? We are white people. Praise the Lord. We are white people. The Lord was showing me last night we are white people. Bro, you cannot get there. You cannot change my mind on that. Now, those of us that are studying and have submitted to the Holy Spirit, and y'all, these little cuss words I'll say, I'm only saying it to make y'all get a visual image of our people. I do not normally do that. So let's get that straight. Please forgive me for that. I'm only saying it so you can get a mental picture of our people. What the Father showed me was when he arrested me a long time ago, Purcell, about being a white man, Brother Micah, he showed me. And every day I see it. If he showed it in me, who done studied Kemet, who done studied Hebrew Israelites, who done went travel the world, and, and I love black people even more. If it's in me, bro, forget it. It's in you. I don't care who y'all. Mm-hmm. I don't care who y'all. If you're raised in America, and this is all you know, how can you not be a white man? That's what I don't understand. Man, I got black girlfriends, I got black this, I got black that. That's why, it's, that's why you got to get money. Money is going to tell you. Money, you like, like Oprah say, money don't change you. It just amplifies what's already in you. That's when you really that's see right. your true colors, when you ain't got no limits. Some of y'all, all you got is black women, you think. 
And I'm not saying they bad or nothing like that. Of course, I believe in our sisters more than ever. I see glory. I think the people of the Bible are black. I think the first, I think beauty in the Bible, we talk about beauty, it's talking about dark skin. I think we're talking about Job's daughters, it's talking about they was dark, they was beautiful. King Queen Vashti in the Bible, I think she was black. All of them was black, black, black. I do not think white even in the Bible. Where they are in the Bible, they're, con- they're considered leprous. White skin was considered leprous. It's al- albinism. Albinism is in the Bible. What I'm trying to say, though, mm-hmm. until some of you become a millionaire and all women start throwing themselves, you don't really know what you like. You don't know what you like. Some of y'all, you pick who you pick because that was the only thing that was around. You pick the finest girl that was around. But what would what happen if you're a football player and everybody is, is, is creeping in your door, your dorm, knocking on your door, everything, light, skin, white, whatever you want, whatever you want. I don't know. And I, I do know. And then some of these brothers that pick dark-skinned women, watch them real close. Listen to their wives talk. Tell them me, you really think they picking, they're picking white culture. Mm-hmm. Look at where we want to live. If we can live where we want to live, where do we pick? If we can live wherever we want to live. See, some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about because you never experienced it. And then some of us may be clear in some areas and others. Like we may now, like I'm waking up and things are becoming more black. I'm not talking, if you listen to this show and you're a so-called white person, this is not hatred towards you. I'm not saying you're not beautiful. I'm not saying any of that because you're a creation of the most high. And, yes, white women can be very pretty and very fine. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we pick you guys in a way that's ungodly. We should be looking at your character even more. Why do we say, I've had people say to me, no, her lips is big. I don't care what you say. Them some big lips. Africans never say those words. Think about that. A continent three times the size of America, they never say big lips. I have never seen Africans say, oh, look at these lips are big, unless they've been around the West. When they get around Westerners and they hear the media, yes, but you never go into the uh, in, in in Africa where the TVs are not around and they make they never think to make fun of a nose or lips. It's just mm-hmm. a nose. It's just a thing mm-hmm. as a big nose. They, they don't even make fun of small lips. They don't, it's just lips. Mm-hmm. So why do we say what we say? Man, God show me. We are sick. These people that enslaved us still own us. We are white people. So the Holy Spirit is trying to, the Bible says, be conformed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, as Pastor Paul said. As we begin to eat this word and eat this word, we're becoming more like Christ, more like Christ, more like Christ, and we're throwing this stuff up. So some of y'all have threw up more than others, and we're cleaner and purer than others. But all of us have it in us. I believe I'll have it in me until I die. It shows its ugly head. And I get sad and throw up, and then I see more. How can we not belong to these people, and it's the only education we have? Some of y'all still don't get what I'm saying. Let me show you what I'm talking about. If I say to y'all right now, think of world history, and you be honest and quit trying to, 
I'm going to think this way so he won't say this. No, just be honest. Let's say, say, let's say you haven't even heard the show. Bruh, if you think of world history, you know you don't think of no Africa. You may think of it, but you don't know about no queens in Africa. You don't know about no dynasties in Africa. You don't know that before Europe wrote their first book, there was thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years in Africa. You don't think about them people. You think about European history. You don't even know about China. You don't know the original Chinese were dark. You don't think of that. You don't think of India. Why? Because you've been educated in this system. Now, let me ask you a question. Let me go to the phone lines, Mr. Co-host. Let me ask you a question. Those white people were sitting in the same classroom. How did they become racist in some kind of way you not? Those white people see Indians a certain kind of way. How are you going to see them healthy and they don't see them right? Those white people heard the they heard their their teachers ignore all of those thousands and thousands and thousands of years of Africa, and that's why they look at Africa the way they do. Don't you didn't you make the same jokes about uh, uh, black people in Africa even to this day? You think you different? You don't see Africa like Africans see Africa. You're a white man. I'm not trying to force you into being one. Your mindset is that of a white man. That's why we kill each other so quickly. We don't value our lives like they value their lives. We don't argue like they argue because we don't value our lives. We don't treat our wives even with the value. We, we love them as best we know how. Yes, we do. They love us as best they know how but the best they know and the best we know ain't good enough if a white man a white police officer shoot a black man he should be smoked before he get in his car I'm not saying it's right but any Human beings will not sit by and let one of their brothers be killed and not do nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't believe me? Okay, watch this. Let a black police officer shoot a white man, which you ain't never heard of, and there's a reason Mm -hmm. you ain't heard of it, because he ain't programmed to do that. He don't have the balls to do it, because he's a white man himself. Look at how black police officers try to treat black people. Did you see them beat that black guy like they did? Did you see how they pulled up on him? It don't matter what that guy did. Somebody on the show said, no, it depends on what he did. We don't know what happened before. It doesn't matter what if he killed a whole mall full of people. He still have rights. Dylan Mm. Roof shot up a whole church full of folk. This boy got a cheeseburger out of it. Exactly. My point is, I quit faulting white people. It's not white people. It's a philosophy. I've seen too many blacks do cold-hearted things to black people. And I say, Mm -hmm. why do you do that? 
How can you shoot in Chicago? I don't care what the beef is with you and somebody on the block. How can you shoot at a, 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 a enemy of yours with kids around? Anybody that's going to say, I'm going to go ahead and catch him when he's, uh, if it's white mobsters, they're going to wait and wait. It's the reason you wait. You sit in your car for a reason and wait with your gun. You wait. You wait. Why you wait? You wait. You wait to get away from other people. Why do some criminals just shoot with kids around? You don't value your neighborhood. Why do some criminals say we ain't going to bother our women? Now, I've heard blacks say that, too. And Brother Seth might sound a little violent tonight. I'm not saying I want nothing to happen to nobody. I don't want nobody to kill nobody at no time. Please hear me. I'm the, still the same lover I am. I'm just saying it's not normal for whites. If they, if you, if a black man kill a white, I've seen a black man fight a white guy, and all kind of white people jump in. There's no way in the world if a black man kill a white person, especially if he unarmed, he gon' they gonna fry him. I saw, I've never seen a black cop shoot a white person. Him gonna go to brother, uh, brother Mike and brother Purcell. I saw one time a black. A non a non white person killed. He shot this white lady. This is this is a video, but he wasn't black, because I don't think we can do it. Especially uh, now, if a white person trying to kill you or something, that's different. I'm not talking about them black officers that shot white people that was in there. Whenever we kill black people, so called black people, they doing a whole lot of crazy stuff. They doing something. That you, these officers' lives in jeopardy, and and that's when black cops will. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about killing whites for no reason. It's unheard of. Unarmed white men killed by black. Unheard of. So here's a time it did happen, but it wasn't a black man. I told you, I don't know no black people. This was an Indian guy. He looked black, the Indian. The woman had a knife. He said, ma'am, if you don't put that knife down, I'm going to, he's going to cuss, he cussed, I ain't going to say. He said, he was serious. She kept coming, you effing so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. She kept coming towards him. And he got, she got so close to him, he, he killed her. Man, I think that dude got life. <laughs> she had a knife coming up on him. This country will fry you. What am I trying to say in everything I've said before I go to Brother Mike and Brother Purcell, Ambassador Purcell? I'm saying, I'm talking about white supremacy and racism that we don't see. I'm talking about good white people, good black people. I'm talking about church folk. You may not ever experience this, but you gotta keep living and see what happens when some go down in a church in a racially mixed church. I was raised in one. You think those white people love the Lord. When some go down they take their sides. Now before you start thinking, oh, this is all about white no, no, no. I'm talking about black people too. It's just in situation let's go to the, the brother Michael and Brother Purcell, because I can go on and on and on and on. And I'm put, okay? And after them, I'll start the time on myself. But Brother Purcell, Brother Michael, 
But the microwave say you hear it a lot, brother. Y'all don't forget to write stuff down as you're going to forget it because we're going to be flowing a lot. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was just kind of looking for some scriptures, uh, but uh, I'm going to just try to freestyle it. I couldn't find the scripture. Uh, far as the foreigners coming through and uh, uh, having white supremacy, I uh, just wanted us to kind of, uh, what you said is exactly right. They picture themselves, you know, uh, uh, equal to the white man or praise that white man and looking down on the black man. Um, but I also kind of want to throw in the mix that Israel is scattered across the world, okay? Um, and because of that, that we're all scattered uh, amongst the Gentiles, different Gentiles, that we all, we all don't have the same appearance, all right? Um, just with the Atlantic slave trade alone um, spread it through on this side of the world, uh, uh, you got South America and uh, all these different islands and uh, Cuba. Uh, we're, we're everywhere, man. And we all don't look the same anymore. Um, and as we approach these last days, I just want to just keep in mind um, how how children of Israel is uh, in these last days, how their minds are all jacked up, you know. And that's some of the reason, I, I think I'm drifting, but that's some of the reasons uh, why we say uh, that we are from the tribe of Judah here in America. Uh, of the tribes, I know that ain't part of your topic, but I'm just, I'm just saying uh, they are literally uh, coming together in America. This is Babylon, but these different nationalities of people are coming right here, and sure enough, uh, Israel that's able to make it over here, uh, different nationalities looking down on their brother. That's you know, and everything. That's all part of the plan, God's plan. You know what I'm saying? As we in these last days, man, uh, he's rounding us all together, and uh, well, well, let uh, me do I this because a... I do want to stay. I do want to stay on point because if we start talking about the scattering and the gathering. That's going to be off. It's just off. That's yes, all there yes, is to it. I, my old point, yeah, white supremacy uh, that it is on these foreign, foreigners uh, coming in, and uh, uh, far as the women. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> brothers choosing white women or, or different nationality of a woman, you know, uh, I, I think there's something there. Uh, when they, it's like a kid in a candy store. Now you got this money and uh, you can try to, you know, whatever that you deem to be, you know, super beautiful. I mean, you're going to go very exotic. Uh, Mercedes Benz sells the most amongst black people in America. But yet we're at the bottom of the totem pole here in America. I mean, that's one of those fun facts that just sounds weird, but uh, a lot of people own Mercedes Benz, you know. <laughs> Even though it's a fancy car, but yet Black America has more of them than uh, a lot of people, right, but, you know. But more, but back to the women, because of cars, oh. that can be argued. Cars are car. That's not white supremacy. Cars are car. You don't want to like a nice car. But uh, do you agree about the whole statement? And I got to get back to the book. But do you agree, brother Michael? And then we'll go to you, brother Ambassador. But do you believe what I was saying? 
because, again, a lot of black men, when they have access, now it's one thing, and I'm not advocating sleeping with women outside of marriage. I'm just talking about the way we behave. That's all. It's one, if, if you're just curious about white women, I understand that. I was. And I mean, I'm, I'm ashamedly, I slept with too many women. I'll just say that. And it's, 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 it's ungodly. I'm now embarrassed by it. It's not cool. I think, I think like Will Chamberlain, he, he supposedly slept with thousands, and he said he wished he could have been with one woman thousands of times. That's how I feel. I feel stupid. I think I'd have learned more about women. I think I'm behind time because of my foolishness. But I said all that to say, it's normal to want to see something different. And, well, I was with, you know, you know, different body parts you looking at. Come on, y'all know where I'm going with that. That's normal. But yeah. I'm talking about marrying, spending your whole life with, sharing your wealth with. That's different. I'm saying these brothers, and there's nothing wrong with true love for white women. I am not going to ever come against love if it's true love. I'm just saying, why do you put yourself in a position to go after white women to find that true love versus black women you've been knowing all your life, your mama, which was your first love, and your aunts and sisters and all of that, to go against that, especially if you live in Detroit or some black neighborhood, to go against, to, you got to jump over a whole lot of women that look like you and have more things in common to be with a white lady. And it's okay if it's true love. I'm not knocking. I'm not just saying that. I'm, thinking I'm saying if you look up and all these brothers, when they... That's what uh, they choose. I'll, I'll just, now, even if they choose, yeah. last thing, last thing, last thing, real quick. If they, even if they choose a black woman, like I, oftentimes you're looking for European features. So what do you really want? See, the reason why a lot of us don't choose is because of pushback from our families and our friends. Our boys going to make fun of us, or our, our, our people are going to say, look at him with a white woman. And some people just don't want to go through that. But if you... If there was a way you weren't going to go through that, I don't know that a lot of us would ever marry. I'm just being honest. Now, things are changing. We're changing. But don't think like you think now, brothers. Even if you're alert now, you're aware like I am and Brother King, we all see the beauty in, in, in it now. But, I mean, you know not too long ago, oh, yeah. if you didn't think like that, most black men you know thought like that. Go ahead. Michael and then brother. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to throw in there that uh, broken. A lot of our women, uh, we all descended of slaves, and we all got these issues, uh, especially with the father not being in the house. Uh, black women, they are uh, uh, tend to want to uh, attempt to dominate their man, or constantly, daily testing to see. You know, almost like everybody bought into that John Wayne figure, and uh, that's the way they feel like a man should be, like John Wayne. 
uh, and uh, when they and it seems like the black woman is constantly, uh, you know, well, trying to keep testing them. Just, okay, just, go please, ahead. please forgive me because I just talked a while. I, I don't want to do this, but once we marry them, how they act—that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about no, no, me, me picking neither. them, picking them, picking them. When you you don't know a thing about it, why do we go towards the light skin or the white? Well, well, that's that's what I was talking about too. It's just the whole uh, image between the black woman and the black man. Uh, us fussing and fighting and all of that, that a lot of us black men kind of got our mind, why would I get this woman that I basically got to fix, you know what I'm saying, and with a woman that's already got it together, you know what I'm saying, meaning not financially, I'm not talking about that, already submissive, already uh, very girly, you know, super girly. <laughs> and uh, they they like, I'd rather go with that one that's not broken. Right, and that's what I was talking about, and I think that's what another uh, little bit that makes the uh, a woman outside your nationality more attractive that they um, their upbringing they're not broken. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you know, you, you understand where I'm trying to go with it. I'm sure. Well, actually, and, and, and then we'll go to I want to go to the anxious to hear what he said after he made that comment. But y'all hear Brother Kenwood? Y'all hear Brother Micah? Now, let's just repeat what he just said. <laughs> he's he going to try to change it after I say this. I guarantee you, he's going to start backstepping. He said, women that are super, uh, finish the word, brother, super sexy, I mean, not sexy, super feminine. Come on, help me out. Super girly, girly. Super girly, same thing. Super girly. Okay, he said super girly. He said women that need to be fixed, they're gonna they're gonna crucify you on that one. You say that's not broken. (laughs) 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 Now there's a little white supremacy in that. Now hold on. Hold on. Now, okay. there's some white supremacy in that. Y'all heard from black men. Now, what he just said, Brother Persever, come on. I kind of want to go to him first because I want to know what he's going to say, but, but that is white supremacy. White women uh-huh. have seen some of, they're more perverted sexually than black women. I tell you that. Everybody know that. White women going to do stuff black women ain't won't even dream of doing. So they're more perverted. <laughs> so because of the sexual perversion in their homes, are you laughing? <laughs> they are not right with regards to sex. Super girly, some of the most effeminate, some of the most effeminate women I know. I mean, delicate, super super effeminate girly is black women, especially within high school. Ain't nobody acting like no dudes in high school, no girls. That's later on when they get start having children, start having to do the job of a man. I'm talking about early on, just dating. And then broken, I have to agree with you there. I have to agree with you on the broken thing. A lot of our women are broken. But a lot of white women, let me tell you how broken they are. 
white women are the number one users of uh, the drug. What is it? Y'all know what I'm saying. Yeah. Y'all uh, need to say it. I'm not talking about illegal drugs. I'm talking about illegal drugs, too, but I'm talking about uh, white women, black women smoke weed, but but other drugs, it's, it's, it's whites. They are far more taking more drugs than we do. We just smoke more weed, and we get into the cocaine thing. I'm trying anti antidepressants, antidepressants. That's the white woman every day. That's what they, they that that's the face of antidepressants. And a lot of those man, when I found this out, I was dumbfounded. It's like every white woman seemed like in America is on an antidepressant. They're very, very depressed women. Because their men put a lot of pressure on them. They cannot be overweight. Their men will leave them if they... White men does not tolerate no fat women. So black women, white women are under a lot of pressure from white males. Very oppressive. Very oppressive. Now, Brother Kim, Brother Micah, in your defense, quick comment, and then we're going to let the ambassador here, then I'm going to go back to the book. Make it less than a minute. Did you have any rebuttal anything I just said? Out of respect to you. Uh, yeah, just I want you to clarify on the white supremacy, on how it's kind of like white supremacy. I want you well, to kind of white supremacy get to dig a little bit because it's not true. It's 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 when I say white supremacy, brothers and sisters, it's the way we always think they're better in areas. They're not fixed. By no stretch of the imagination, white women is right next to the white male, black white males. If white males is leading the world and causing all this chaos because of the philosophy of white supremacy, they they into a little bit more than we are because we're around black people. We know that we can do some good things, so we have white supremacy, but not as much as white people do. They benefit from it, so they're more apt to not let it go. But we do have it in us. That's what the book is about. We are white supremacists as well. But there is a we are a little better off than them because we see black achievements and we we study black accomplishments and they don't, a lot of them. But right beside them in the bed is the white male. You telling me those women are fixed? No, those women in a lot of cases are demon possessed. I know that's a strong <laughs> blow I just said, put it out there. I'm not playing. When I say, I'm not talking about all white women. I'm not talking about all white women. I'm not even talking about most white women. But I'm saying a lot of white women are possessed. I'm serious. I believe it. Mm. You say, well, brother, if you put a number on it, how many? You got to understand, these people in charge, they can sign a piece of paper they can mistreat black folks for 30, 40 years. Right. White women was behind a lot of atrocities towards black abortion. That was a white woman that started that. They started a mm. lot of things to wipe out black people, white women. Oh, yeah. Right beside the white man. But I don't want to put it on them. It was Satan. It was evil spirits. Like I said, possess. It's not them on their own. It's an attack of Israel through 
this vessel that happened to be wearing white skin, white males and white women. But the philosophy that comes from a lot of these folk is believed by black people. Purcell have been holding for a while. Ambassador, go for it. Well, let's see. I'll tell you what. Yeah, that's quite a bit what's going on there. Anyway, I want to jump in on this. Uh, why a lot of brothers choose a white woman. I think there's a vast number of reasons. Um, I think num- I think number one. I think he's insecure. So he's going the easy route. He figure if I get me a white woman, I can control her based on yeah. You know, kind of based on uh just kind of based on what what we see or our own mindset for real. We think when we think black women, we think strong, don't back down. Right. Um, Key up your car. Challenging. <laughs> I mean, let me let me clarify this too, from my position. I don't want no white woman. Mm, okay. Now, yeah, I don't want no white woman. Now I tell you what, if if for whatever reason I somehow uh, would have ended up with a white woman, I'm gonna guarantee you this, and I'm gonna walk heavy right here. I'm gonna I'm gonna guarantee you. That that woman, that white woman, gonna be the baddest snow bunny on this side <laughs> of the Ohio River. Oh yeah, <laughs> she gonna walk through the hood, and the sisters gonna say, "Ooh, okay then, okay." Oh. Because I'm gonna tell you something that <laughs> look, listen, I'm gonna tell you something that aggravates me is these brothers, number one, I think we brought this up, but the other thing I'm going to say we ain't brought up, this, what aggravates me, is what you said, Seth, we so-called make it, or mm-hmm. we so-called contract, and we're making all this money now. Now, all of a sudden, we want to we get a white woman and right. share our wealth with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that pisses me off. That, I'm gonna I'm just I'm gonna just be frank. That pisses me off, bro. Because there's so many sisters out here, mm-hmm. educated. Yes, that are that will be submissive. Fine yes. cat here. I mean, built like an hourglass. Smooth black skin. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like my wife. I'm going to do like Seth, like my wife. My wife is a caramel, caramel sister. And my wife, when my wife get out of, that, get out of the shower, my wife oil that body down every day. My wife's skin so soft, bro. Not soft. My yeah. wife, my wife's skin, my, my wife's skin is the reason why Avon made skin so soft. <laughs> you hear me? Damn, my man. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Damn, <laughs> You know what TMI <laughs> mean, right? Yeah, man. Go ahead on with that. Listen, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Man, my wife is beautiful. My wife is is simply beautiful. And my wife keeps her nails done and her hair done and her eyelashes. My wife don't have to wear makeup, not a day in her life. She chooses to wear a little bit of it when we go out or something like that. But she don't have to wear makeup ever. My wife is smart. My wife is kind. She ain't perfect, no. But my wife's sharp, man. She's sharp. Well, Purcell, let me say this, and I want you to finish. I think it's good you're doing what you're doing because people need to know that we definitely have arrived. Mentally, go ahead. Yeah, man, my man, I'm just telling you, I make over her because she's worth it. She's worth it. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, my wife is a sister. My wife is a Hebrew. Hmm. She one of the finest Hebrews of Hebrews. My wife <laughs> got you. My wife wears locks. Her hair is all natural. Everything about her is all natural. She ain't got no nips, no tucks, nothing. Okay. Okay. She loves me, okay. a black brother. She loves her daddy. And she loved her children. My wife is the epitome of a mother. Mm. My wife, in so many, in so many ways, teaches me how to love our children. You know, because a lot of times we'll just look at it from the perspective we're supposed to be the disciplinary. No, you you need to be able to pour a little oil in every now and then too. You need to be able to put a little salve on that wound every now and then, too. Mm, okay. You know? And the well, wife teach us how to do that. Let me say now, this. Now, a white woman? As much, let me say this. As much as I need you to go that, needed you to go that direction where people can see how we have evolved. And again, brothers and sisters, Priscilla, as you hear in his voice, it's not planned. I can ditto, ditto everything he said. I can't ditto his, I, I'm not going to say everything because his wife is his wife. But what I'm saying is 
I'm sure Brother Kim Wynn or Brother Michael feel the same way. I feel the same way. We love our wives. What I'm tonight, what I want to get back to, because he need we needed to go that direction. I'm glad he went there, and I wanted to see if there's anything else he wanted to mention. But Purcell, I want to know this, and again, Sister Irene, if she's listening, kudos to you, and keep the brother happy, and love that testimony. I'm, I'm only I'm only turning a corner here because I want to get back to the other brothers the 40 million of us that don't feel that way. And, again, once you meet someone you fall in love, that's just going to be love. But I'm talking about why is... Well, let me finish. Let me finish. Go ahead. Okay, this is, what I, this is the other thing I wanted to say. Okay, now I started off by talking about what pissed me off, about these brothers that get all this money, then all of a sudden they put this white girl on their arm. My, my godson is one of them. He did it. I really, I really hate that he did that, but he did it. He's doing his thing on the football field, and he got him a little white woman. They done got a baby, you know. I ain't going to say his name because we're on the air. I, I didn't like that, you know. His mama really don't like that, you know. My wife don't like that, you know, but... And he's a million-dollar man, okay? So that pisses me off. Now, on the other flip side, well, it ain't the flip side. It's the same side. But it's these brothers that get these white women. I don't know if it's just for the sake of getting a white woman, but these brothers get a white woman, and she look like a little beach whale. <laughs> And you look like white trash. <laughs> and you parade and you parading her around like she the finest thing on the block. <laughs> I mean now I mean I respect the fact that, you know, you know, that you you might think your she the finest thing on the block. I don't know. He should. But everybody else looking at her says, Oh no, bro, I don't know what he was thinking. This she looked like a little beach whale for real. She about 400 pounds, and he was about 137 pounds wet, soaking wet. They look crazy. Mm. See? Now, that's, yeah, that's I, irritating to me, too. Now, my thing is, if you're going to get a white woman, you better make sure she's fine. And she she's halfway smart. She don't just look cute. Most of my experience with white women is they dingy. They dingy as I don't know what. I don't want no dingy chick. Okay. I just don't. I want to be able to have a conversation, educated conversation. That right there was white supremacy. Now, he's, <laughs> I'm talking about white supremacy on behalf of those brothers that's picking these women. And they're picking those women. That's changing. Black men are not always going with the fat whites anymore. But that's a classic example. You got a Billy D. Williams or you got a Denzel Washington picking these out of shape. There's nothing wrong with that's somebody's child. Okay, let's keep this right. 
and he can't fall in love with her no matter what her weight is. I'm not going to hate on anybody that loves two people loving. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying why do you jump over all these black women, which is going to cause some pain and rejection from them to them, to pick this girl? Now, once you pick a girl and you love that girl, that's somebody's daughter. And I'm not going to go on this show disrespecting her. So that I don't think Purcell really means it, by the way, either. But what he's saying, that's white supremacy on behalf of that brother that do that because white is so much better than black. And it do, it do go flip-flop. I've seen black women choose some of the most horrible-looking white males. I mean, you got Angela Bassett. I'm just saying it because a lot of brothers say she's nice looking. She can be lighter too. But anyway, you got these black women and choosing these white guys. You saying, man, if you ever experienced this, some brothers are saying she, I, I look like I'm built. I got a chest. I got a mind. I got a degree, or maybe I'm not degree. But there's a lot of nice looking brothers. And she over jump over all them and go get this little guy that looked like some. Oh my goodness! I've seen that too, brothers and sisters. That is white supremacy all day long. Can y'all oh, see that, brother Seth? Brother Seth, I wanted to make sure I came across real clear when I talk about uh, uh, women being broken. Um, uh, a lot there is a, a stigma uh with a lot of brothers man uh i have them in my family uh even myself i i went up against this myself in my little journey um there is a little stigma uh with, with black women uh that they uh when i i describe them as broken uh, is that uh, there's a there's some kind of beef between the black woman and the black man uh, our relationships can don't seem to stick. Um, it's like uh, as far as making babies, we can do that good, but other than that, we're fussing and fighting uh, all the time. It's chaos all throughout a whole bunch of relationships, man. Uh, and and if you if you put your ear down uh, to the ground, you can kind of hear these black women complaining about us black men, and a lot of what these black men are saying. And what I've been seeing is them wanting to uh, get with a, a woman outside their race was for that very for that very reason that uh, these black women are, are, are not seems to be you know uh, obedient and, and willing to let the man just take the lead just right off you know they uh, it's like the men don't have to even work for it because <laughs> uh, these black women they they definitely seem to believe and which i believe that's that's they ought to is to make that man work for that position you know what i'm saying uh but but most importantly if if, if uh it's laziness at the end of the day uh they kind of see these women of other nationalities as being free and they don't have that stigma uh that coming up hard rugged uh background like a lot of uh black americans have I and uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? That's my I whole see. point. You know that was coming well, I, from. I appreciate you clarifying that. Or they that see up. him as a cash cow. They see him as an opportunity, especially if the family uh, 
Well, they see they see him as, or especially these guys that got this money. Now they are almost automatically going to be uh, accepted into the family, and they can't wait to plug them into whatever source they got because he got the money to invest. You see what I'm saying? So he could be thinking that too. He could be thinking, well, you could, you know, um, hook me up with some of your connections, you know, and we can all make money. So he might he might see her as a cash cow because she a white chick. Because also cause yeah. now that's one thing that's one thing white 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 men are good at or white people good at networking with one another. They network with one another that's to true. build one another up, even if they that's don't like true. each other. That's now true. the minute you come into the picture, you find out that they in cahoots with one another because they're not going to side with you. Let me say but this. But if you got money, if you got money now, they're going <laughs> to they hug you around your neck, <laughs> rub you all in the head because they feel like, well, now you're one of the good guys now. Right. Ooh, I got a question, man. And, and I think a question quickly, okay. brother. We got to get to just, the book. Go ahead. Okay, I just had a little question to throw at you, Steph. Um, let's see here. Okay, would you trust the advice of a of a man that did uh, make a little make a little nest egg, got some money, chose a white woman, but he chose to come back in the neighborhood and, and mentally like help out black people? Well, yeah, you, you can take the yeah, advice right. of anybody that you think is familiar with the instrument of money, of finances. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. See, hmm. I think, I hope, I don't want people to misunderstand, and I'm going to leave y'all in the lines open because I want y'all to interject while I'm reading this book. When I say interject, that means sense of like, oh, that's good. Wow, you know, I'm going to leave y'all lines up because I want to hear what y'all got to say, but let's let's get this straight, brothers and sisters. This show is designed for white people to listen. I ain't scared of them. I want to help them. I love them like I love black people. We're not supposed to love no one more than others. We're supposed to love everybody Bible says the greatest love is a man give his, his life for his friend. I, I I like to think that I love everybody the same as I do Arlene. But I, I can only express that love more to Arlene than I can Brother Micah. But it's the same pure love for Arlene as it is Brother Micah. But I can't express my love towards Brother Micah through sex. That's homosexuality. Arlene gets that expression. I can't express, I can't call uh, Brother no. Micah every day. That's, that's, I don't know what that is. I'm calling him every day, every day. I, don't like I can't do that. That's reserved for my kids. You. That, listen, 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 listen. Listen, uh, listen, listen, sale, man. Come on. <laughs> I, I just happen to think of, just hear me out, hear me out. 
this is the way God showed me about love. Listen, y'all, serious. I know that's funny, but <laughs> but listen. You're the first name I thought of, brother, because you just last spoke. But listen, I believe you're supposed to love everybody. Listen. Brother, I'm going to meet your line, man. You're laughing too hard. So listen. You're supposed to love everybody with the pure love, but you can't express it towards everybody the same. The same love I have for my wife, I should have for my mother, but I don't express it towards my mother the way I do my wife. I get, when I see a hobo on the street, he's supposed to get the same love, but the only way I can express it to him, per se, I'm going to open up your line, I hope you ain't still laughing, but uh, when I see this fool right here still laughing. Priscilla, chill out, man. Dang. Okay, so I see a hobo on the street. When I see a hobo on the street, a street guy, the only thing I can give him of that love is, good morning, sir. Good morning. I smile at him. Just like I, I, I smile at him. Now I may not, I may not smile as hard. I may not I may not let out that love more than I do my wife. For my love, I, I might when I see my wife, I might be cheesing from ear to ear. I express it more towards my wife. He just get a little bit of it. Hey, how you doing, sir? Have a good day. That's it. That's all I got for him. My cousins, I have a I express that same love. But I only got just a little bit more for my cousin. Hey, how's it going? Well, man, well, I'm, I'm having it hard. Well, hey, Uncle uh, uh, Bud, blah, 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 blah. And I got to go in a little bit. I only got about maybe 15 minutes, unless he has a family function, maybe more. That's all I got for my Uncle Bud. That's it. The President of the United States. I still love him, like the same pure love I have for my wife. But all I have for him is just a prayer. That's it. I don't think you're supposed to love nobody different. It's supposed to be the same pure, true love. I mean that. Folks, I believe that with my whole heart. I believe that. I believe that. So, having said that. I don't know that, if I agree with this. Now, see, what people can't get over, the reason Purcell can't get over that, people think when I say I love my mother like I do my wife, they're thinking you're going to put your mother over your wife or something. They don't get it. I just got through saying, it's like a balloon. I got all this air in the balloon. Arlene gets half the air. That's a lot of air out of the balloon, half. For the little guy on the street, all I got is a little, that's it. That's all I got for him. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's, but it's still <clears throat> that same air. Well, Brother Ken, well, Brother Michael, that's it. Purcell, he'll call me in the mornings. We, we'll, we'll talk a little bit. And I got to go. He knows I, mean, I got to go. I, I just got a little bit. With my brother, my own brother, he'll call me. He, You know, that's it. That's all I got for him. I can say, how you doing? Hey, man, I need help. I'm genuinely going to help him. 
But I can't say that I love my wife more than I do my brother. If my wife called me and she, she's got a flat and my brother called me and he got a flat, I genuinely want to have both of them. I genuinely I'm, want to have I'm both born. of them. When I go I'm down the road, last thing I'm going to say, last thing I'm going to say, when I'm going down the road and I see a white woman on the side of the road, I genuinely want to help her. I truly have a love for her, but I cannot stop. I can't stop. I'm hoping somebody else. I look at my, my rearview mirror sometimes. I say, I hope somebody stop her, but I got to go pick up Arlene. You can't tell me. You can't tell me you don't love that woman. You would have stopped. I do love her, but I just I can't express that love in the way of stopping right now because I got somebody else that I had the same love for, and I'm committed over there. And those of you listening to the, to the blog, I just got a little, a little notice from the operator saying you got uh, 60 seconds to call. If you want to keep listening to this because we are going to roll over tonight. I got to go to work, but we still gonna roll over because I got to get into this book. I got to get in this book, so I'll make this comment. I heard Priscilla. I think going to get in there somebody, and then we're gonna go to the book. But the father showed me. Think about it. You know how how I know that this love is right. Here's proof that what I'm saying, describing y'all, is right. Because that's how the father is. Seth, you got to tell him what. What number to call? You didn't mention. Yeah, those of you listening online, mm-hmm. call the phone number right in front of you, uh, 914-205-5590. Priscilla is right. Call the number, 914-205-5590. Again, you've tuned into the Five Soon Stone Network. We have the one and only brother Mike in the house from Waking Up Israel. We also have the ambassador, Priscilla Porsche, from Salt Life Kingdom Ministries. We're just talking about the book. We've kind of took some side roads. All of us still talking about white supremacy. So I'm glad I hit this love thing because that's what's going to kill this white supremacy uh, for real. So, brothers and sisters, yeah. the reason I love, I describe love like that because that's how the father does. You can't tell me the father does not want me to love that lady on the side of the road. He does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. But does he want me to stop? I want you to love like your wife. I don't think he want me to stop. What you say, Priscilla? He don't want you to love her like you love your wife. Right. That's a different. That's why that's I just got to saying. Hold on, T. That's how I know you're not listening. You're listening, but that's how I, I know. This, uh, listen, listen. You're listening. You are listening. But that's how I know you're not understanding because of what you just said. I just got to saying I will not stop for that lady though. You said I won't. You said I won't stop for that lady, even though I want to help her. I, I love her like I love my wife, or as much as I love something to that effect. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. When the Bible says love your wife as Christ loved the church. You can't tell me Christ loved the church more than he do the world. He's just committed to the church. So hear me out. The best example is God. While I'm going to love my wife, does God love my wife? Yes. Does God love the lady back there with the car issue? Yes. 
If I ask God, God, am I supposed to stop for that lady? I guarantee you the word will, the answer will be no. Go pick up your wife because you have a commitment to show love in a different way than to what that woman is going to, somebody's going to come down the road that don't have to pick. The, somebody is not, somebody's just driving with nothing to do. They'll stop and help her. But yes, I, I do believe the same love that I have for my wife, I do have for that lady, but I can't express. When I say the same, let me say it another way. <coughs> it really is the same love. It ain't but one kind of love. If it's truly, 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 truly love, I don't think it's in volumes like people be saying. Oh, I love you so much, so much. Now, the way you know, it's inside of me. I can feel it. I love people. It's 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 a feeling. I, I, I'm genuinely mean people well. Nobody do I want to harm. Now, if you come in my house un, unannounced, I will blow your brains out. Believe me. Not playing. Did I love you? Yes. But you threatened my life, and I can't have you taking my life because I love myself and my family, my daughter here. And if you're in my house, you, 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 you're a threat, and I have to shoot you and kill you, and then I'm going to grieve for your life. But at the moment, I'm going to be trying to call some people to get you up out of here because you're a dead person in my house. But later on, I would say, man, I hate I had to do that. I had genuine love for you. So that's genuine love. The father is allowing persecution of his own people, slave ships. Did he genuinely love us? Yes. Anyway, let's get to the book. That love thing is something, boy. I tell you, it's, it's, sometimes it's tough love, but it's love. When I say, when I say at the end of the show, I love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I ain't playing. I am not gonna have the father saying to me, "I hate it." I ain't hating nobody. I may hate their ways. I may hate what inspired them, but these are gods. Mm. They, they literally have the spirit of God in them. If they do something stupid, if they enslave blacks and mistreat blacks, it's because of the information in their head. I done seen some hardcore, and one more thing, we're still talking about white supremacy, y'all. I done seen some white people that look like they're so racist they'll never change. I've learned, remember, Seth, it's just a philosophy. It's not them. So that's how I attack, that's how I attack them. I'll say things that I know they may that may offend them, not to offend them, but I'll say powerful, like I'll put a picture up of a, I don't always have time to talk. I may just do it with a picture. Black folks, black families, I'm doing well, or black accomplishments. I may put a book out. I'm educating them. <clears throat> and God has blessed me. This is why I don't hate Another reason I don't hate Brother Michael, I've seen them fold. I've seen them melt like butter. I've seen so-called racists melt like butter. I remember I went to a show. Uh, I went to. I was in uh, the Maybe Center. Maybe Center in Tulsa. Maybe it's the Maybe Center and the uh, 
Everybody go to OR, you know what I'm talking about. They have this building to call the Maybe Center. And this black man was up preaching. This white man was in the audience. But old Robert Steve having these interracial. So they don't mean that because they're hearing a black man preach. The black man was on schedule to preach, and so I don't even know if that white man knew he was going to be up. But anyway, in other words, you can still have races at the Maybe Center in Tulsa. So I wasn't impressed with a white man to a black man talk. But this black man made this comment. I looked at this one. Because y'all got to know Brother Seth. I've been doing this for many years. Like Priscilla, he used to actually be my roommate. And he'll tell you that this that I have notes all over my my apartment. So he know I've been talking about white supremacy and researching. I'll be, when I would go to the, and I'll go back to, get to, back to the Navy Center, but when I would be at the Jazz Festival in Cincinnati, everybody would be having a good time. And, and I would be having a good time with them at the Jazz Festival. I would have you know, and get involved with some of those activities. But I would always keep my mind on the white people. You know why? Here's a time black people got it together. We're acting like we got some sense. We're driving. Now, everybody went rent cars. Everybody drove the best cars at the Jazz Festival. Those You'd never see more Cadillacs, Mercedes, whatever cars is nice. That's what you took to the Jazz Festival. Cincinnati Jazz Festival, there is nothing like it. There is no, I've never seen no event anywhere in America like the Cincinnati Jazz Festival. This is when black people, the, the finest people, I mean, the, the women are looking, trying to look their finest is what I'm trying to say. We are happy. And I love seeing our people happy. Man, that Jazz Festival, you got the Cincinnati downtown is so nice. But I keep my eyes on white people. And I got the revelation seem like when we're the happiest, they're miserable. And I study them. Why? We're not bothering you. This is the day we ain't going to do nothing to y'all because we happy with each other. I study them. I watch them. So I learned something. It's a fear. It's a philosophy. Mm-hmm. You say, no, that sounds like they're just evil. Oh, no. No, that's not true. They fear if we ever get control of this country and our neighborhoods, we're going to ignore you. Because when they're having a good time, they don't think about those white people. They don't say nothing to them. But when Monday come around and the jazz stuff is gone and they go back to power, black people start having an attitude with them all over again. So I was studying this white guy in Tulsa. I, I do. I study racists. I'm the guy that joined the Klan, remember? I really did. That's huh? white. Yes, I joined the Klan. I joined a white <laughs> supremacist group. Yes. I infiltrated a white supremacist group. Sure did. They say, you want, brother, do you want to, brother, do you want us to meet with you? I say, no, I'm an upstanding person in the city. I can't afford that, but keep the literature coming. So they kept sending me literature. That might piss them off. I believe but you, man. I believe you. I believe the reason why, you. Brother Michael, the reason why, listeners, white men, white lady listening, the reason why I infiltrated the group is because I'm fascinated by the hate. I'm fascinated. Why? Why do y'all hate us? Mm-hmm. I just couldn't, I just couldn't. And they would send me books, and that's when I got my education. One of the ways I got my education. They sent books from the underground. When I say underground, 
they send books to each other, you will be shocked to see the list. God is my witness. They have books by Francis Cress Wilson. They had books talking about who, how these Jews are not the real Jews. I'm thinking, Arlene, look at this list. This is their blacklist. Hitler, pro-Hitler books, pro-Nazi books, anything that was against the Jews. So the black Africans, the Israelites, the, the nation of Islam was on the list. Anything speaking against the Jews, they had those books like, we recommend this book. Because we say they're not the Jews. So they, they hate the Jews, too. So they had those books on there. I was blown away. Brothers and sisters, it's the philosophy. It ain't them. It's the philosophy of white supremacy. It's not because you white, you're just inherently racist. You, you're just raised like devils. You're taught devilish things about black people. You live in a country that's got pictures of black folks serving. There's too many of us on billboards and magazines serving. They put magazines of us acting a fool on the front cover. You just live in a country, little white girl, little white boy, that's fed you the wrong images of black people. So when you get to be teenagers, you feel like they're a joke. We are property because they raise their children like devils. It's not that their kids are devils. They have to put that in them. If you want to see a true white, the true nature of white people, look at white babies. They'll come to you first. Why would you see them little white babies at the mall? They come up to you. If they was devils, they would be acting against you then. Little white mm-hmm. girls love me. Little white boys want to come to me, and, and I long sometimes to pick them up and hold them, but their parents are looking, you know. That's how I know. We've been lied to. We've been lied to. We're hating them. They're hating us. Both of us got misinformation. We're taught to be black. They're taught to be white. There's a certain part you play whenever you're white. There's a certain part you play whenever you're black. We play these parts, we bleed and we die. We... I will not be fooled anymore. I love white people. I hate white supremacy. I love so-called black people. I hate white supremacy. My enemy, my fight, who I'm, I'm, I'm aiming my arrows at is white supremacy, not white folks. Mm. So if you're a white man, you're a white woman, listen, they I ain't scared of you. And I'm not going to be no stepping fetching and laughing at stuff that ain't funny. I'm going to bring you the truth. But we love you at this network. But we ain't going to mm-hmm. take your shit. I say we ain't going to take your shit. <laughs> Maybe just one of these, and then we gotta get final comments from the co-hosts, and we out of here. How to read this book with urgency? 
as though your life depends on it, because I submit to you, it truly does, especially since this illness and sin are found in the minds, it seems. The foundation of all truth espoused in this work is biblical. The author is asking you to keep in mind that evils spoken of in this work are moral issues against the Most High and all of humanity. The lies, deception, and ignorance spoken of throughout this work still kills and destroys humanity in countless ways. This work should be a clarion cry for help from all people. Honestly, ask the Most High under your breath right now, what is in this work for you and your family to glean from for change? If after reading you find enlightenment, then seek further guidance from him for life outside the bubble and mental spell brought on by white supremacy. Next, expect the Most High to redefine perhaps 90% of your world that has been whitewashed away. One more time. Next, expect the Most High to redefine perhaps 90% of your world that has been whitewashed away. Please keep in mind that a large portion of this work was created for many Hold on. Please keep in mind that a large portion of this work was created before a live blog audience to whom I re to whom I may refer to throughout the work. I'm just letting everybody know that you may hear me say certain things regarding a blog. That's because the transcriber is transcribing every word. And sometimes when I'm talking uh, on those shows where we are recording, I'll be mentioning the blog. That was all about. So, looking at the time, well, we didn't cover none of this. What I thought. Um, can I read this? Ooh, this is too long. I'm gonna try. Here we go, y'all. Establishing the need for this work. Why do we need this information? Seven things inspired this effort. For one, the mass shootings across America and the routine fall guy of misguided youth as the culprit. The myth that so-called white people and their institutions are superior in thought, speech, or behavior, primarily due to their identity alone, is propaganda is prop propagated by millions of people. And I went on to say, who believe it, support it, or do nothing to disprove it. This philosophy and behavior is seen by many as a type of idolatry and a type of bullying towards so-called black people, according to reports uh, flooding in from world media. All souls who hear and believe the lies of white supremacy and black inferiority during their sojourn on earth are robbed of their potential lives. At this point, it should be abundantly clear that anyone who believes on any level that their race is inferior or superior to another race has committed the gravest of crimes and will ultimately lose some of their humanity. Oh, my God. Even 
if the belief is based solely on something as flimsy as skin color, this is still true. I went on to say millions of people have fin- finally accepted the fact that race, which is solely based on one's skin color, is a devilish social construct that evil men under the guidance of Satan created. The victims on both sides have already begun performing at a level that is significantly below their potential. In addition, anyone who believes these lies develop a form of cancer that has the potential to affect millions of individuals in the future. Do you want that? I ask that question. Do you want that? So I went on to say, and I'm wrapping this up, y'all. A few moments we're wrapping up, and I hear a little noise in the background. I asked the question, do you want that? I say, more importantly, neither the Father nor his Messiah has ever approved of such lies about superiority or whiteness in the Holy Scriptures. All world religions have consistently consistently sung this truth in unison. No prominent world religion has had the concept of whites or blacks being people based on color, or none has expressed such a creation of so-called whites being superior or so-called blacks being inferior. Yahweh never spoke of white skin being superior or dark skin being inferior. Actually, the scriptures spoke of white skin in ancient times as being recessive, and being associated with a type of Bible leprosy. Yes, that is in the book. This is all under that chapter, y'all. The need to know. Of course, since Christ's arrival, none of this matters. However, for the sake of white supremacy, it is paramount to understand that the first people on the planet were what we call today black. Finally, it is critical to understand that some prophets curse people with white skin, and in one case, their descendants were, uh, and, and in one case, their descendants was cursed with whiteness also. This was due to the, this was due to sin. Oh, yeah, I'm getting tired of reading here. This was due to the sin of that individual. Lastly, now I just got to take a little side row here. Y'all, think about that for a minute. Prophets were cursing people white. Prophets was cursing people that looked like Jamie Lee Foxx, or I'm just trying to think of the first black act I thought of. Jamie Lee Foxx is a black man. We all know how he looks. Imagine a prophet talking to him, and Jamie Lee Foxx was a wicked prophet. The prophet cursed him, and his skin turned white. Think about that for a minute. Some of y'all say, oh, it ain't what happened. His skin turned, even if his skin turned to swords, that's still a powerful prophet. I don't think that's what leprosy is. I think leprosy is white skin. Think yeah, about that too. for a minute. That is amazing. And sometimes... Yeah. Sometimes, Michael, sometimes I wonder, Brother Purcell, are you there? I want you to hear this. Brother Purcell. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Sometimes I wonder, is that the big conspiracy? They want us so blind and dumb 
If ever I say something on blog talk radio that can cost me my life, it's this statement right here. I've only said it once. What if all this stuff we're going through, of course we're fulfilling prophecy, I know that, but what if one of the fears of those in power, I'm talking about the Vatican right now, top boys, what if they fear If one of us ever knew what leprosy really was, and we seized the power to curse somebody, why? You know, if we ever was on TV or something, and two people was arguing, and one of them was ungodly, and one of them cursed them, and they turned white, do you know that would change the whole way we look at everything? If one of those prophets was around today, and they curse somebody white, there will be no more talk about what color Jesus was. There will be no more talk about what color people were in the Bible. There will be no more talk about who the Israelites are. There will be no more talk about where white people come from. They would have to rewrite all these Bibles. They have to rewrite, they have to retell us history. They would kill that prophet immediately. What if that's what all this is about? I'd be worried when I say that statement, somebody's going to knock on my door. What if that's what this is all about? I think about that sometimes. Do y'all believe the problem? You say, well, I don't believe they're cursing white. <laughs> okay, Mr. Smart Person. What if the prophets curse them and they got sores immediately? That's still powerful. I don't think we believe the Bible, man. I don't think we believe the Bible. We got to wrap up this show. I'm not going to get a chance to read the rest of this. Um, I'm just not going to be able to read it. It's a lot. <coughs> Again, I was reading Establishing the Need. Establishing the Need. Why do we need this information? I enjoyed y'all tonight. Um, I may do a part two tomorrow because I really want to finish reading this. So I don't know. We may do a, a emergency show tomorrow. I don't know. Y'all stay tuned. But I got to wrap up the show. I got to go to work. Um, I would like to know, comment on what I just said. What if all of this, Brother Micah and Brother Purcell, is just so we won't ever realize we can still curse dark-skinned people white? Just imagine okay. two people talking. It's got to happen on TV where everybody see it. And one of the prophets get mad at the other person and say, you're Let's say this person is causing a lot of pain, or maybe killed millions of black people, but he's happened to be black. And the prophets say, I pronounce the same curse that was on Naaman on you. And that person turned white. The Bible says he turned white. When Gehazi was cursed by the prophet, the Bible says he literally turned white. If that ever happened today, it would change the whole church world because we would then know where white skin come from. We also would know that they're not different than us. We would know they're our brothers and sisters. It would just change everything. All these folks talking about why you come from some other weird thing, they would be silenced. All these people think Israelites was whites, they would be silence. All people think that there was a white world, white people had all this history, they would be silent. If one prophet today cursed somebody white, 
it would change everything. I want to know what y'all think of that one thing. Do not get off topic. What do y'all think of that right there? Please. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it would change. Uh, but the first thing that came in my mind, uh, could it be possibly two different types of white? Like, would it be Doc from Back in the Future type of white? Solid silver, white hair type of white person? Just totally pale, or like the average white person would see today. I, I think that's two yeah, different. We know that, but can we, and, 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 quick, quick. Oh, you break it up. Man. The way we know that. Hold on. All right. The way we All know right. that is because of Leviticus 13. It talks about people's dark skin turning white slowly. And we have that today. It's called vitiligo. Right. They had black skin, and it was turning white. So why would it be different back in the day? White skin is white skin. Yeah, but a bino and a white person don't quite look the same. Even if they don't, we know <laughs> that that albino, after it mixed with people with melanin, they darken up. So still white people. Us. Not yeah, over there, we over here. But all I'm trying to say is this. Whether it's white, a certain kind of, because... Hold on a second now. This phone keeps beeping. Listen. doesn't really matter to me. If a prophet turns somebody white and they look like another... out. out People act like, you, you say that, again, albinoism, like it's a different color. Albino, whites are not albinos because they've been mixed. Right. They've been mixed. Right. Allos can, albinos can look at the sun. White people have brown hair, black hair. They're mixed. They're melanated. Right. They were out initially that black skin when it loses its pigmentation, was a curse. Because that's, right, the time right. the sun can kill you, that means something is wrong with you not having the dark skin. So that's what we got to establish that first. Now, once you're right. white and you start mixing, you're going to get all these white people, so-called white people, which is us, Africans, you're going to get all kinds of looks. That's where redhead come from. Freckles, red freckles, and and and, and all the diff- all the so all I'm trying to say, y'all, and we're wrapping up. Quickly, give me a quick answer. What do y'all think that would do to the world if somebody cursed one person white on nationwide TV? Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, it would definitely be an uproar. Yeah, definitely an uproar. Um, and deeper investigation into how that was even possible. Uh, a lot, a lot of people are gonna be talking about that for sure. Yeah, um, I think ultimately it would uh, uh, definitely put the Bible as true, and uh, it will definitely get rid of a lot of uh, false teachings that's out there with other belief systems. 
uh, it would enlarge Christianity on a great great scale. Um, uh, Islam, Buddha, and every other religion would uh, uh, just gravitate right to Christianity, right to our Bible, because that is the uh, a shocking truth that no other book, uh, you know, that they can, you know, see and, and that it actually has, you know. Uh, so that's what I think that would happen. Mm-hmm. And it actually has my, what? What's that now? I, you said that I wasn't clear on the ending part of what you said. You said yeah, that actually, everybody would grow. Yeah, yeah, that, wow. yeah, that they can see that it, that it happened on TV and they seen it in front of their eyes that a prophet cursed a, a man and he turned white right then on the screen. You know what I'm saying? And I was just thinking about the repercussions of that. You know, all these other belief systems, Scientology, uh, right. to all these different religions around the world would, would, would you know, gravitate right to our Bible instantly. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I would think. I don't know. I play devil's advocate. I think they'll still be tripping. Like they have. <laughs> I do. All right. Yeah, I do. I don't think they. I don't think they would. Uh, they'll still find a way to trivialize it. You know, mm. or find a way to profit off of it or something. Nothing. Oh yeah. It's nothing that they nothing original about about them. Purcell. Yeah. You actually think that for real? Think what? What exactly? What you really think that what? wouldn't change white people? Honestly, you think they would continue to? You really think that wouldn't change them? That would shake up the world, man. Are you serious? That'll shake up. Black America, Black America, brother, be all on social media talking about man. You saw that? White people, white people say, oh, I don't know about that. Number one is the person will be walking around white. When they go to investigate, they'll probably kill the guy that turned white, so nobody can yeah. investigate it. So why? <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, the they'll probably boy. kill both of the prophets. They probably kill the prophet and the guy because they just can't. They can't afford that truth. I don't know if you're sitting up, Purcell. I don't really know if you're really thinking about. I'm not. I can't say yeah. you're not thinking about. But I don't know if yeah. you thought about that. It, yes, they did the same thing to the blind boy from birth. That ain't him. No, that's him. They went to go ask his parents. How, how is it that he now sees? They said, I don't know, ask him. He's of age. The boy had been blind from birth. No, 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 no. I don't think you understand. you just saying that. See, that was a miracle of healing. We're not talking about a miracle of healing. We're talking about a miracle that will challenge every lot taught in America, every school, high school, middle school, college about who black people are this is going to shake the very foundation it's probably what it's going to take 
That's why I say this truth is the only truth. If I ever got killed, and I'm not speaking over my life, I'm just saying if it, this this right here is be the will be the reason. Because if I rattle up some people and start thinking like this, and they start somebody go out, it, all that has to happen is one time. Because if it happened one time, whoever does it going to be like, oh, I can do this. I just like the whole thing with cursing. I was telling Tracy Hunter there in Cincinnati. I said, Tracy, this is a judge. And uh, I said to you, you never thought about cursing Cincinnati? People look at me like I'm crazy and I said, we can curse. That's another thing I think they keep yeah. from us. If we ever believe that we can curse and we curse a company and it go under, they can't throw you in jail because you, you can say, how can they throw you in jail for cursing City Hall and they don't make no money? We can curse. We can curse. <laughs> Man, us prophets today, us ministers today, it's weak as water. We don't believe none of the Bible. Because you can actually curse the people, especially if they come against Israel. If they come against God's work, not just if they come against Israel, because some of that God is coming against Israel. But if they are, if you got some righteous people and some people are coming against them for no reason, you can curse them. And I'm saying one of the curses that Israel can do is curse people white. Yeah. Just because Christ comes, people think that he didn't take that ability away. What I'm trying to say is... Take like a black person on live TV and turn that black person white. That's what the prophets did. Don't say, don't, don't, don't use my logic. The Bible says... No, I'm it's, saying... It's Gehazi. The Bible says I'm Gehazi saying, did something. What I'm saying is... Uh, you talking about putting a black person on TV? Yes. Cursing that black person, and that black person turn white. And you think that's going to affect the white community more so than it is Brother, the black? I'm saying, listen, Purcell, <laughs> hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I'm saying it's going to affect both communities. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out. Think about what I'm saying. <laughs> Jamie Foxx. I just use Jamie Foxx because we all know Jamie Foxx. I want to use somebody everybody knows. Supposing Jamie Foxx is one that. of those African <laughs> leaders. Hear me out. Hear me out, y'all. I got to wrap up. If you Jamie Foxx is like an African person. Fort Worth, Texas. Huh? Don't hear me out. If you do that. <laughs> Say that again. If you do that <laughs> in Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> All the black people go empty out and forward. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like Hurricane Katrina hit it. I, they go empty that place out like they did New Orleans, bro. Trust me when I tell you. And them white people still Why? gonna be there. What's going on? What? I don't know. I don't know about that. Oh, that was weird. Hear me out. 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 I'm listening to time. Let's let's get conscious of time right now because I got to go, y'all, for real. Listen, hear me out. You picked the wrong one black person. No, no, you're just not listening, Purcell. Listen, we got to wrap up too. Hear me out. I'm listening. If one black person, I can mute myself. On on on, if if one can be a any prophet turn a black person white. Remember leprosy. And he probably said, why the black man got to get Because everybody was black then. Everybody was black. 
See, you're not following me. Back in the day, everybody was black. Right. I and got you. I the got only you. there was people around that was these that was albinos. So it wasn't a good thing to be a white. This is no slap in the face of so-called white because they are us, we are them. So there were Africans with white skin. That was not a good thing. So when the prophets was mad or when they felt like God was against this person, they would curse them. I'm saying, who says that we no longer have that ability? Did God restrict us? I don't want nobody to do it. I don't want nobody to do it. I said, I don't want nobody to do it. I'm just asking a question. If somebody did that, it would change everything. Because then we would know that the Bible is true, like, like Brother Mike said. People would start looking at the Bible different. It is a miracle. That's going to point to God. That was shocked. Are you kidding me? Everything we ever heard about black being bad will go out the window. Everything we ever heard about white being good will go out the window. We will no longer be in this maze, this, this curse, this plague, this spell that's on us will be broken probably instantly. We will say, well, wait a minute. The Bible is right. He really did turn, because right now they're thinking the prophet turned the people with swords. They don't believe they were turned white. Nobody believed that but certain people. I believe it. So in final comment here, if that happened, we're talking about the book. This is a heck, heck of a way to end this show with saying this about the book. You wouldn't have to worry about white supremacy. That miracle all along would say volumes of things. So whites probably would get mad because they were those in power, not the average white blow Joe Blow across the street, but someone probably would get angry and jealous of the fact that what they thought was better is actually a curse, and it's been proven un, un, without doubt in less than a second. Yeah, a lot of people will be mad. Think about that for a minute. All your life, you sitting up, and I don't mean no harm. I don't want no harm or no power. Y'all heard me talk about my love earlier. But think about it. If you're married to a white person, Hey, for those of y'all think I'm picking on white people, if you're married to a light-skinned person, if you see that, you got to look at dark skin different. Because white skin, light skin, even black people like, come from white and black mixing. So light skin will not feel bad, but they might feel a little funny because they'll realize, well, if that's the case, if white is a curse, that means... I'm not far from it. And maybe that's why I'm getting skin issues and skin cancer like white because of light. Man, I'm telling you, that will shake up this world. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, anyway, y'all chewing that. We'll talk about it later. Maybe we'll do a part two tomorrow. But, I, again, again, I love everybody. I'm not trying to – I don't know how – we're going to say a lot on this show, and i got to wrap up, but I don't mean no harm to anybody. All I'm saying is think about that. That's a deep thought. I thought about it for many – I thought about it for a while now, for, for months now. What if that's what we – all this stuff is – that's one of those secrets that the Vatican is covering up, that they can still curse us. 
they can still curse people white. <laughs> That's that would be one of the Mason secrets right there. Everybody can know what they talking about the Mason, what they talking about the Vatican. At, you cannot. That could be why they forcing it down our throat. Why they superior? Why they superior? So you would never even think to do that. See, somebody like me, I know what white skin is. It's black people, Africans, that lost pigmentation because God, you know, early on, and then. Those albinos begin to mix and mix and mix, and that's how we got all these colors today. I know that. So if I got angry or something, and I really believe what I'm saying, I could curse. So that seems like to me I would be a threat. What if this is all? What if? What if that is? This is that is why we go through all this stuff to keep us to where we'd never know that. Because you can. Last thing I'm gonna say. Like the books say. You cannot control people once they know the truth. Once y'all understand what dark skin is, how it's the earth, and to not have the earth is not good, it's over. We don't need to talk about no we Israelites. We don't need to talk about who the Jews are. We don't need to talk about who the Bible is. We don't need to talk about who Christ is. It's over. You, it's like when Christ comes our bodies are going to be changed because we're going to see so much truth through looking at him. Our bodies are going to change. That's what I'm saying. If you see a person turn a dark-skinned person white, so much truth is going to happen, you'll never be confused again. That's where I'm at in this book. God has showed me some things. Most have showed me some things. Y'all have showed me some things, and I cannot go back. I've been changed. That's why I can't hate white people. I know who they are. They are us. We are them. It's impossible to hate them. You're hating your own self. Hating your own people. Some Israelites are right. That's why you had Leviticus 13.